Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert. In this podcast, we explore the intersection between education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another episode coming up next. Hey everybody, it's Erin Albert. It is January 18th, 2022, and we're moving on to the 22 ways to have an amazing, awesome, off-the-chain new year, 2022. Tip number 12 is coming up next. Okay, tip number 12. I saved probably the most important tip for the middle of this series. Now, why did I do that? Well, the middle tends to get a little boring and stale, so I don't want that to happen to this podcast miniseries for you all. Secondly, I really kind of gave you a smattering of different ideas before we got to today's topic, which I think is the most important And that is crafting your New Year's resolutions or goals. Now, now that we're into January, maybe you've already gotten these written. If you did, five stars, pull them out. We're still going to talk about them today. There might be a way that you can tweak them to make them even better. Or maybe you want to just write them down to begin with. Maybe you haven't gotten there yet. Now, there's always this folklore study of either Harvard or Yale students, I I can't even remember the folklore, but there was a cadre of business school students, half of whom wrote down their goals, half of whom did not write down their annual goals. The ones that wrote them down tended to achieve them more often. Now, considering the fact that we've been in a pandemic for the last two plus years, the best goal right now is survival, and I totally get that. And if you're still here among us, congratulations, check that box, you've made it. But I think we also need to get back to the fact that we're never going to be back at a new normal. It's just normal is gone. So rather than putting our lives on hold for yet another year, I think it's really important for all of us to think about writing down some goals for the new year. Now, some people don't write down their goals. I tend to write down mine because I forget that. And I want to be able to write them smart. And if you don't or aren't familiar with smart goals, I'm sure most of you are here. But you can go out and Google that term to make sure that smart goals are, you know, actionable, measurable, time bound, etc. I'm not going to go into writing smart goals here because that topic has been overdone in my opinion. What I'm more concerned about with is you writing or committing some goals to paper. Now today, I'm going to briefly walk you through how I go about writing down my own personal goals each year. And I usually start with this in the month of December of the previous year. So by December 31st, I've got my goals for the subsequent year about 98% set in stone. So let's talk about the fact that, number one, I think you need to keep your goals kind of short and sweet. For me, that means limiting them to one piece of paper. 
For others, that might be limiting it to one goal. Whatever you do, just make sure that it is succinct enough and you're not over committing to your goals that you become frustrated with the fact that you can't achieve any of them and then just throw in the towel by the end of January or February. We don't want that to happen to you. So that being said, I tend to stick to the one piece of paper rule. And then I put my goals in buckets. And I think I've shared this here on the podcast before, but it's worth sharing with you again, just in case you need a construct. Maybe this is the first time you're ever committing to your goals, how to think about them. So the buckets that I have are my day job, my podcasting with y'all, hopefully my goals are being met there, (laughs) at least on your end, Um, money, retirement, and investing is my third bucket. And this one I've shared with you kind of in my vulnerability moment here in this series that I'm constantly worried about saving enough for retirement. So this one is a big bucket for me. My fourth goal is my own companies. So what I'm doing in terms of writing and publishing, sharing content, uh, putting together products and services under my own companies and brand. Health, wellness, family, and friends is my next bucket. And these two have really kind of bubbled up to the surface to be really important to me in the new year as well. So I kind of wanted to put those entities together as I think they're very closely tied to one another. And then last but not least, my final bucket is education, training, development, and association nonprofit work. So giving back, how I'm going to get educated because we're all lifelong learners, hopefully, (laughs) what certifications or certificates I want to go after for the new year, and how I want to develop my own professional skills. So there you go. I have one, two, three, four, five, six buckets. Now that might be a little bit many for someone that is just starting out of the gate. So maybe again, just pick one bucket that you want to focus on for the new year. Now under these six buckets, I then commit to usually three to four goals within each of those buckets. And I try not to get too overboard because again, that goes back to having too many goals and not being able to focus and achieve any of them because I've got too many. So when I think about each of the buckets, I want to focus on where I've been currently in the past year and then where I want to move forward to into the new year. Is there a goal in the past that I didn't meet that I still want to try to achieve in the new year? If so, I will keep it on the list from last year. Or if my life and career have gone in a totally different direction, what things need to come off? So again, back to our previous episode on start, stop, and keep. That was episode 10. Thinking about start, stopping, and keeping what you had in your previous year if you did write goals in 2021, I think is also an important exercise. In fact, you can just start with that goal sheet. I always try to calculate the percentage of goals that I achieved. And usually I'm somewhere between 50 and 75% of the goals. And I think that's actually pretty good because if you're achieving 100% of all the goals you wrote down, you are not pushing yourself enough, in my opinion. So you really need to think about some stretch goals for yourself. And you're not maybe going to achieve all your goals. And that's okay. 
The point is that you're committing to something on paper that you can track over time and assess. So once I've written kind of my draft goals, the buckets, and then the one to three goals under each of the buckets, I have one trusted friend that I send my goals to, and she and I trade our goals every year. Now, people have differing philosophies about whether or not you should share your goals with the the wider world. I like sharing it with an accountability partner, but I don't necessarily need to broadcast them to the universe. And that's just my own personal preference. Some people need more external motivation. And so maybe if one person you don't think is going to be enough for you to commit to, maybe you find a tighter knit group of friends, maybe not family members. Your family members tend to sometimes hold you back uh, because they see you as you were rather than who you could become. Now that's not true in every instance, but that's just something for your consideration to take into advice for finding those partners that you feel like you could be accountable with. Or you can try a mastermind group. And there's tons of podcasts out there about mastermind groups. You can learn all about them. You know, just do a simple Google search. You can come up with all kinds of mastermind groups out there, paid, free, otherwise. Uh, Maybe you just have a small group of friends who you really trust that you can share your goals with. And then we ping pong them back and forth, me and my own accountability buddy. And we try to check in with one another every quarter or so just to find out how we're going or how we're doing on achieving our goals for the year. And that's really pretty it. The other thing that I do actually is I print out a copy of these goals and I put it in the back of my notebook that I'm dragging around at the time. I am a big, big fan of notebooks. I know we talked about in a previous episode here about having that bedside journal in episode four. I think it's really important to have a journal everywhere you go, even in your waking moments as well. So actually, I have separate journals now. As I shared with you this year, I'm trying out the bedside journal, and it's working out really well. But also, I am using a journal all the time. Uh, I carry it with me wherever I go. And then if I'm early for an appointment, for example, or I have a little bit of downtime, I'll flip to the back and check out my goals and see how I'm doing. Or if there's some little step that I can take to get even more closely to achieving that goal... I'm all in. It could be as simple as an email, for example. So there you go. Write your goals. Write them as SMART goals. I'm not going to bore you with the details on how to write SMART goals because I think everybody on the planet has done an episode on writing SMART goals. So you can simply Google that to learn how to write proper SMART goals that uh, fit the analogy of SMART. And then, you know, do what works for you. I care, again, less about how many goals you have and where you put them. I'm more interested in you committing them to the universe. Because again, I know it's woo-woo, but if you put something or commit to it on paper, it is weird how the universe will fetch it for you. And I know, again, woo-woo, not my jam usually. But I'm telling you, it has worked for me in the past, and I would love to share that with you. So there you go. Day 
12, write your goals for the new year. Commit to them in writing. I hope this helps. Tomorrow we'll be back with another tip of the 22 ways to have an awesome new year in 2022. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Edutainer, Season 6. I'm Erin Albert. You can follow me over at LinkedIn, or you can find me at my website, ErinAlbert.com. Or, of course, I'm always listening over at Twitter, at Erin L. Albert. Or you can find me on the gram, at Erin Albert. Also, if you love and want to support this podcast, please go over to patreon.com slash the edutainer. You can sign up as a super fan and get my behind the counter blog, supplemental materials from the edutainer podcast, all the way through to my own op eds on different topics within healthcare, pharmacy practice, education, entertainment. If you truly want the behind the curtain scenes on more content around this tiny little slice of podcasting in the universe, head on over to patreon.com slash the edutainer. And thanks in advance for supporting.